and welcome to a Gap Week episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I've lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Tiny Habits certified coach. I am a Thrive Global certified coach. Which maybe I'll talk about that in the new year. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and uh, and with me today is... Donald Weigel. And I am uh, not a certified coach, but... I have lost a lot of weight. I am one of your hosts, and uh, I am here to talk about it. You are, and you have a little bit of a rasp to your voice this morning, don't you, Donald? I do have a little bit of a rasp. Um, So to let our audience behind the curtain a little bit, we are recording this on Christmas Eve, oh, 2022. Aren't we lucky? Everyone else is making cookies and... Super, super lucky. So yeah. we uh, we usually record these uh, these episodes in advance in case things happen. <laughs> and, and guess what? Guess what? Things, <laughs> things happen. happened. So our household got COVID for Christmas. Yeah, for December, basically. <laughs> the yeah. whole month we have been uh, having it and recuperating from it. So we did a podcast episode when we first started this ramshackle podcast of ours it's not ramshackle <laughs> it's very shackle i was gonna say ragtag uh yeah. called winter is coming where we talk about preparing for the future though you don't know what the future will hold and part of that is recording podcast episodes in the you know if you're recording podcast episodes record them in yeah. advance yeah, so that exactly. you have some buffer and uh, luckily we recorded a number of podcasts in November and then have not recorded in what like a month or yeah, so Yeah it's been pretty close to a month yeah And guess what we still haven't recorded a podcast episode so uh we uh needed to take a break and it's actually been hard to take a break and actually slow down especially in this crazy holiday season yeah um but uh we are still active in Walt place we only look thin place our accountability group and uh, so for this episode we are going to do a little bit of a departure from the normal we know that everyone is sort of in the middle of the holiday season right now you're in the thick of it huh donald that's right yeah no <laughs> it is uh it is game time knee deep in right. holiday uh maybe wrapping paper and and food. Um, but uh, we wanted to remind you this week that to first watch out, mind the gap in this week. Yeah. First and foremost, watch out. Don't blow your entire year's progress in this week of trying to jam in all the food uh, before New Year when you become your magical new self. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, as uh, as we were reminded recently by a uh, uh, the movie Spirited, there is no magical overnight fix to this. Like January 1st is not is not some magical barrier where you become a new you. So just try and not dig yourself into a much deeper hole for, yeah. for the next week. Imagine that hole that Donald keeps talking about. But um, one of the things, aside from digging yourself into food situations, a lot of us have trouble with boundaries with other people at this time of year. Yeah, that's um, for sure. If you're listening to this with other people, maybe you shouldn't right now because we're going to we're going to attack other people right yeah, now. Yeah, now what you could do is what we did, which is get COVID so we couldn't go see anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so we basically Must be nice. We don't have any other people to deal with right now. It's no, just us. No, and it's even it's hard with just the three of us in the house. I think we're all sick and tired of looking at each other. Huh, not Donald? me. No, not me. No, I'm not. I would never. I would never ever get sick and tired of yeah, yeah, we're uh we're definitely 
too close for comfort sometimes, <laughs> but we still love each other. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, before I interrupted myself, I was about to say that in Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place, uh, a lot of times members bring up situations that they're really struggling with that are maybe not slide whistle funny things. Uh, yeah. I know we're usually Chuckles McGee and Lady <laughs> Chuckles McGee. Uh, <laughs> Ladies can be Chuckles McGee's too? <laughs> wow. Um, you ladies can do anything oh these days. Um, but a lot of times, the the person that you see on this podcast with your eyes, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm actually generally more serious in Walt Place, yeah. uh, which might be a bummer to some, but that's I'm, I'm more than one person. Uh, but, Ask our daughter how serious you are. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. She does not think I'm funny. Not at all. Anyway, but a member in the group posed a question about how to deal with family and friends who don't necessarily have your same values around your health goals. Yeah. Whether it's people who are who appear uh, to the naked eye to be a nat- naturally th- slim people. Yeah. One of these days we need to interview. We keep threatening to interview a naturally slim person to ask them what they do with all their free time. They probably, <laughs> you know, invent new cure-all drugs and I stuff. I mean, there's they have so much free time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you do when you're not always thinking about food. <laughs> um, but uh, whether you just have family members who don't share your ideals or who maybe judge you harshly for whatever lifestyle choice you're making. I know uh, I have struggled with that. Um, Or friends who might not be in the health and fitness world who might actually judge you for wanting to, you know, change your body. Right. But it can feel really isolating. So uh, a member posed a question and I decided instead of typing because I am a slow uh, typer, um, I decided to record a video in Walt Place with sort of my sort of deeper dive on my advice for her. So some things require more than a funny gif or snarky comment. So um, I recorded a 20-minute video yeah. in the group uh, replying to the member. And so we thought, uh, especially because we have COVID and we have other Christmassy things to do. Well, and it came out so well. I mean, it yeah. was basically like a an episode of the show if I wasn't on it. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of get a little taste of what I'm really like in in normal human life rather than my slide whistle McGee Lady Lord McGee yes, stylings. <laughs> yes, yes, Lady Chuckles McGee. Is oh, what I- <laughs> sorry, I forgot. I'm still getting used to my new name. Let me introduce you to Lady <laughs> Chuckles McGee. <laughs> Dr. Lady Chuckles. Dr. Lady, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ladies can be doctors too. Oh my oh gosh. Oh my goodness. Anyway, but um, so I recorded a video and we are going to play it here. Believe me, this is not a flyover episode. This is not uh, something to skip over, but you get a real flavor for my actual personality, which yeah, isn't no, it funny. Is, the video is, is hard hitting and serious and there's a lot of great information in it. Yeah. Um, we we should say a couple of caveats. One is it was recorded on a phone, so yeah. it doesn't sound as good as this part of the show yes. sounds right now. Yeah. Uh, and two, uh, we've had to uh, cut out uh, some names. So there are some spaces where it, it sounds like Catherine is cutting out. That's because, <laughs> that's because we're cutting out some people's names uh, when she says real names in it. But Yeah. Uh, so to protect everyone in the group and also 
names in my life I might not want out in public. Yeah. Uh, we've redacted those, which is a very fancy word. I feel very oh, yeah. fancy for saying that. Um, but uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Get a little bit of a taste for what Wolt Place is like. And really take it to heart, too, because we become the people we're going to be by doing the things that person does. Oh, and yeah. we don't have this magical age or change of the calendar where we become new people, we have the opportunity to start investing in ourselves in small ways and standing up for ourselves and deciding who to share our journeys with really does matter. Um, I think I just spoiled the entire 20 minute video, (laughs) but that's a little taste that you're going to get. That's the cliff note version. (laughs) Exactly. So hope you enjoy. Hope you're having a great uh, week between Christmas and new year and, uh, Merry, happy holidays to happy you. Happy holidays to all. Happy Boxing Day. Here we go. Hey there. Uh, this video is about managing your expectations around uh, friends and family and your health goals, um, especially at the holiday season. Um, had posted yesterday about feeling like she was split between um, her naturally thin family and trying to eat like them when uh, she is with them. And then also having friends who are body positive, anti-diet culture, anti-watching what you eat, and feeling like um, you're not your authentic self because you have to hide uh, in both places, that there's not a place where you can be yourself. Um, I think hopefully people have some experience with this. If you think about when you're growing up and you think, oh my gosh, When I'm seven years old, then I'll be an actual kid. Like I'm a baby now, but now I'm a kid. When you hit 13 and suddenly you're like, I'm a teenager. Oh my gosh, I've crossed this magical force field. When you turn 16 or 17 and you feel like you're finally, you know, sweet 16, I'm a grown up. 18, 21, whatever these benchmarks are where you feel like, okay, well, now I'm a grown up. Now I'm successful. Now I can be independent. Now I can move out. Now I can vote. Now I can rent a car. There are all of these benchmarks where we feel like magically we'll be imbued with this this new feeling of being, you know, a better, more grown up version of ourselves. And some of that happens. Some of that, okay, we move out. We get a job. We we feel like, okay, this is what a grown up does. This is what an adult does. But we still go back to those old habits or those old constructs and paradigms when we're around family. I don't feel like a full grown-up when I'm around my parents or when I'm around my in-laws. I feel like I have to defer to them like, okay, well, they're the grown-up and I'm the kid. And we never feel really like entitled to our own space and feelings and needs. Well, I don't want to rock the boat. Well, that's what the family wants. Well, I only see them once a year, so I don't want to make a big deal. And I deferred myself for so many years in so many different ways, not wanting to rock the boat, not wanting to tell people how I felt. And it ate me alive. And it led me to secret eat, have resentment, not want to see people. And it built a barrier that I don't think they knew was being built brick by brick, year after year, comment after comment about my body, about my food choices. Um, I would go to families houses for the holidays and I would bring uh, a case of protein bars to eat in secret in the bedroom so that I could eat 
and not feel embarrassed about eating in front of them. And all it did was get me to like eat in a fake way in front of them and then eat in private and feel shame about my eating habits. And that's not healthy. It's not healthy, but I felt like I don't have the right to tell people how I feel. I, I'm broken. I just need to fix myself so that I can be around people. When in reality, I didn't like in all of this like weight loss thing, I had no idea that my boundaries were an issue. I thought I had a recipe issue. I thought I had a, you know, an issue with how many steps I was getting or how many vegetables I was eating. What I had a problem with is telling people authentically what I needed, what my boundaries were, and how their actions make me feel. And once I got in touch with really exploring behind the surface of what happens when judges my portion size. What happens when someone says, oh my gosh, you'll never lose weight if you eat pancakes. Oh my gosh, that salad is huge. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're hungry again. Oh my gosh, how could you do that? How could you, how could you, how could you, how could you? And I would just cave in on myself. And what it led me to do was secret eat and have resentment and feel shame. And all of that led to disconnecting from those I love and once I saw that I was diminishing myself and pulling back and almost like waiting, like, oh my gosh, okay, well, when I'm, when I'm 40, then I'll be a grown up. Then I'll be able to tell people when I'm 50, then I'll be able to tell people what I need. Deferring it to this magical time where suddenly I'll be this new person who's, who's justified. My grandmother is 97 years old. She actually just, she just turned 98. When do you think she finally felt like she could be her authentic self? When do you think she was like, okay, well, when I'm 80, you know what, when I'm 90, you know what, when I'm 100, then I'll be able to tell people what I need. They, they talk a lot about older people being blunt and putting up with no-ish. And like, at what point do you finally deserve to tell people what you need? I'm not saying they have to agree with you or support you, but at what magical age do you suddenly become worthy of your own story and your own needs? I personally waited until basically perimenopause. When I started having hot flashes, I was like, if not now, when? If not now, when do I get to own my needs and tell people what I need? And I'm not saying cut people out altogether and, you know, be um, distant and objectionable and cruel. That's not what it's about. But it's about getting in tune with what you actually need to thrive, not just survive. I remember when decades, decades, the first time she said it, I was like 17 or 18 years old. You're never going to lose weight eating pancakes. What is she, Mrs. Butterworth? Like, what is that? Like, She's the arbiter of all things and has done extensive pancake research. It was bull. It was ill-informed and unhelpful. And all it did was build a rift between us that she, I don't even think she knew was there. And I let her opinions and friends' opinions guide my choices and bring me shame for decades. And when I finally realized that I could just think about it and go like, so what, is, what does this do? How, how does this serve me? What it got me to was when judges my portion sizes, I feel shame. My shame leads me to feel distant. 
unloved, and it leads me to secret eat. And when I finally was brave enough to just tell her, when you question my portion sizes, it makes me feel shame and it leads me to secret eat and it's not helpful. She was like, holy, like she was shocked. She has no problem giving her opinion. And it was the first time in my 40s when I finally got to the point where I just laid it on the table. And the more honest I've been about how people's comments affect me, the better my life has gotten. The more authentically I can be myself and the more I actually think about, okay, so where's this, where's this path taking us? Where is the path taking you with your family? How is this building a, a greater connection? And believe me, there are people who do not respect your boundaries people who do not agree with what you're doing and they don't deserve your story. They don't deserve that part of you, that tender part of you. And you don't have to give it to them. I've said this before. I have a brother who sees me as a project. Every time I see him, he's trying to sell me his new gizmo, his new gadget, his new get rich quick scheme, the way he eats, you know, eat like this, green smoothies, quinoa, whatever. But he sees me not as a woman, but as a project, someone to fix. And I am not a project. I am not a project and you are not a project. You are working to un unburden yourself with years of judgment and self-doubt. And you're still trying to figure out who you are. I'm still trying to figure out what makes the best version of me. And once I decided that my brother did not deserve my story, he does not deserve an explanation, I don't need to explain myself to him. And once I realized, like, I don't need to show up to every fight I'm invited to, it was mind-blowing and it was so freeing. I don't need to engage. I don't have to have a comeback. I don't have to have, like, I don't need to lay out my five-year plan. I don't need to justify anything and neither do you. In the book, and I know this is going on, so here we go. This is like a mini podcast. <clears throat> In the book, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, it's a little like, you know, woo-woo feelings based. I know that's not for everyone, but she talks about sharing shame and trusting people with your feelings, like your, 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 your true you know, essence. And that people have generally five ways of responding to that. Either you tell them something like it leads me to secret eat and they go, oh, it's not that bad. They try to diminish it. They say, how could you do that to yourself? Which again, breeds shame. They try to minimize it. Oh, that person at work was terrible to you. Well, you know, I'll slash, slash their tires. Ha, ha, ha. That's not, that, that's not. They try to fix your problem. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, what can we do? How can we fix this? Or they try to one-up you. Oh yeah, you had a bad day. I had a bad day. Oh, you feel shame? Well, how about me? I feel shame. And they diminish yours by lifting theirs up. And once I realized for myself 
that I was the fixer. I was the one who was like, let me fix your problem for you here. This is what we do. You're not letting yourself sit in your feeling and just be recognized. Just have someone say, I see you and thank you for trusting me with your feelings. And it is not only empowering to realize that you don't have to fix everyone's problems, but it's also empowering to know what you need from others. I don't need you to fix my problem. I don't need you to diminish it. I don't need you to one-up me. I don't need you to tell me I was an idiot. What I need you to say is thank you for trusting me with that. How can I support you? What do you need from me right now? Do you just need a hug? Do you need to be told that you're, you know, wonderful and I love you anyway? That your setbacks are not moral? That you're good enough just as you are? What do you need from others? Because not everyone is going to be the person who's going to support you. Not everyone is equipped to sit with discomfort and sit with it with you and hold space for you. So you don't have to see everyone as, well, if I can't tell my brother my true feelings, then he's garbage. No, it, that's just not the part of the relationship I have with him. You don't go to a dentist for a gynecological issue. I don't go to my brother for support on health and wellness. Not everyone is available to us in every way that we need. And on top of that, with friends who are rejecting your health goals, and I know I said this yesterday and it might be intense, but people who are aggressively against what you're working toward are not the people that you share your goals with. You decide what they are good for. What, what, is, what is that friend group giving you? And what can you share with them that doesn't hurt you? What other group could you turn to to get the support that you need? We have some friends who are college friends who you can grouse about, you know, or you, you can share old times with. There are work colleagues that you can share work grouses with. There are family members that can empathize on certain things. But in your health and fitness goals, who can you surround yourself? Who can, who can build you up? You become like the people that you spend your time with. And perhaps your body positive friends aren't the people you go out to eat with. Maybe they're the people that you go to concerts with. Maybe they're the people that you go to protests with. Maybe they're people that you share your feminist values with that aren't about body, but are about equality. Maybe you find a local group who are working on improving their relationship with food, eating more wholesome foods, eating vegetarian food, taking a class on vegetarian cooking or sustainable cooking. Maybe you join a fitness class geared toward, you know, activity and body positivity, but not shaming for working out. I know, um, is it the This Girl Can group? 
joining a you know a body positive zumba class or jazzercise or you know pickleball or whatever it is people who are working on not judging but investing it's not enough and this is something my dad said once it's not enough to be an interesting person oh i'm i'm i do this and i do this and i'm that's very interesting what are you interested in what can you start cultivating how can you surround yourself with people of common interest where do you find them it might take some experimenting but we don't become the people we want to be magically by a, a, an age by a relationship status we become the people we want to be by doing the things that person does that person shows up for a fitness class with other women who are vulnerable and self-conscious but do it anyway you stretch your body to make it feel good you walk to get fresh air and clear your mind you don't drink every day because you know it makes you feel sick so i know that this has gone on for a, you know this may be a mini episode but we become the people we want to be by doing the things that person does asserting boundaries deciding what you need from other people and not everyone is going to be available for that and that is okay decide what roles certain people in your life are good for these people are good for a laugh these people are good for good deep conversation these people make me nostalgic these people feel like home and family and connection and these people are pushing me to be uh a better version of myself someone i'm working on becoming being i'm working on becoming confident i'm working on becoming fit on strengthening my body and my mind and not everyone is going to fit every need you have and that is okay we don't just use one seasoning in life different seasonings for different foods and the same thing is with our connections with people and it's okay to compartmentalize those and it might mean that you're shifting away from people it might mean that you're not your relationships are going to change and that's okay because it leaves you open for what's next and who's next and some people i know this sounds cheesy some people are with us for a season when something feels intense in college in a in a in a class it there's there's this deep connection and it might be fleeting and that's okay but expand your circle find people who model the behavior that you want more of in your life and lean toward them and we ourselves are more than one person we are daughters we are partners we are business associates we are neighbors and some things are going to conflict and it's complicated it's not like okay this is who i am and i'm the same person in front of every single person we can be chameleons too and that is okay we don't have to be available to fit everyone else's need either you can come to me for funny gifs 
You cannot come to me for poetry. So you don't have to be everything to everyone, nor does everyone have to be everything to you. But work on that building block of being curious and being active in moving toward becoming the kind of person you admire. Physically, mentally. And that might mean shedding some relationships. It might mean leaning into others. But we don't magically become adults. There's no magical age where we suddenly deserve a place at the table. We become those people by doing the things those people do. And I don't want anyone, I'm 48, I don't want anyone in their 20s, 30s, or early 40s feeling like they don't deserve to have a voice because that builds resentment, guilt, shame, and it builds a barrier between you and having deeper relationships. So I'm going to stop talking now. This is really long. Um, hopefully you can just listen to this and not have to watch me for 25 minutes. But um, this is a constant battle to define yourself and to decide what kind of people you want around you and who fills your cup and who empties it. And I want a fuller cup in the coming year. And I want that for you too. So um, what do you think? Did you stay around for the very end? Uh, let me know. Um, I believe in you and I hope you can believe in you too. And I believe in you, dear listener, and I believe in the magic of Donald Weigel. I believe in the magic. <laughs> it is magical, first of all. First of all, it is magical. And second of all, I believe in the magic of Catherine Weigel. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Did uh, I frighten you, dear audience listener, with my hard-boiled version of Catherine Weigel? <laughs> yeah. I'm well, actually wondering if This it- is the version I get all the time. Yeah. Well, actually, we, um, we have been- You're only interesting and funny on the microphone. <laughs> I know it's kind of. It's not true. I never understood that it's with, not true. with comedians who are like I just imagine we're like slide whistling everywhere all yeah. the time and then being serious. I never understood that until I became a podcast. Catherine's one of those comedians who's just super mean all the time <laughs> when she's not on the microphone. Well, and then she gets on the microphone and it's a totally different person. Well, we've been stuck home so long and like exhausted that uh, we actually I had Donald listen to the twenty minute video so that he could see if it was actually podcast worthy. Yeah. See, I. What the listener, what you might be thinking to yourself is, why don't they just record a full episode right now? Like, I am struggling. Yeah. Like, like I am really struggling. And I'm going to have to edit like crazy for you to like all of the coughing that oh we're my stopping gosh. for right now. Yeah. Um. So uh, you're not going to hear most of that because <laughs> I will cut it out. But trust me, this, yeah, is, he, this is a struggle. He has a lot of work to do. But uh, speaking of work to do, and I was like, oh, why don't we listen to the pot, the, the episode, the 20 minutes or whatever. And, I'm, and then I see Donald put his head back and I think he's being uh Com- what is it? Completed? No. Contemplative. Contemplative. Yes, you messed me up. Contemplative. And then I finished the video and looked over and he was totally sleeping. And I was like, hey, so what'd you think of the episode? He's like, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, let's just put it out. So I don't actually know if he's actually heard the whole thing or not. I listened to it again. Oh, okay. I was just trying to be snarky. See, I'm yeah. funny. Yeah. I'm funny, everybody. I'm looking you back up. You're just mean you is what you are. I'm not mean. <laughs> Uh, maybe I am mean. I don't want to tell you how I feel, so <laughs> or how to feel. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 
So in conclusion, dear listener, uh, remember, you become the person you're going to be by doing the things that person does. We don't magically become new people who have a voice and a place in our lives. We have the opportunity at any age to decide how we're going to share our journeys and who we're going to share them with. Yes, indeed. And thank you so much for sharing uh, your journey with us. Thank you so much for listening. We are grateful to each and every one of you. Uh, All of our episodes are available wherever you found this one and on our website anytime at weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at our website, you can click on the link for join our support group. To find out more about Wolt Place, We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for deep conversation, accountability, and sharing in a space where you can actually trust the people around you to support you yeah. and not judge you. So we have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolf Place is right for you. And Catherine posts lots of videos like that and does Zoom meetings, uh, one-on-ones, um, all kinds of things to uh, to really help support everyone that's in the group. I'm very proud of the work that you do there. Thank you. And if you'd like to interact with us in other ways, you can find us on social media. We are at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can send us an email to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We appreciate uh, compliments, first of all. Um, episode suggestions, questions, uh, we would like to hear from you. Yep. And speaking of hearing from you, if you have a couple of extra minutes to spare and can head over to Apple Podcast, it would make our Christmas dreams come true. <laughs> if you would leave us a rating and a review. See, it all it yeah, rhymed. No, I didn't even really, need to do really it. Sold that. I'm a poet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it really helps boost our ratings. It helps other people find us. And gosh darn it, it lets us know that we're making a difference. Yes. Thank you so much for doing that. And another thing that you can do is spread the show's uh, goodness by word of mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You can uh, tell somebody about it. Uh, If you know somebody who might enjoy it, if you're in uh, an online group and uh, the subject comes up, uh, we would really appreciate a shout out. Um, that is really one of the best ways in which the show grows. And we are grateful. Yeah, we are. We've uh, gotten new members from Reddit and from other Facebook groups like Lose Weight Eat Pizza and other MFM. If you're MFM, you know who you are groups. And uh, it just really does uh, mean so much to us to know that the word is getting out. New people are finding our podcast every week. It sure does. So if you're not sure if you love the hard-boiled Catherine Weigel or the Lady Dr. McGee Chuckles version of Catherine Weigel, yeah. just remember that Donald and I are... Why can't I love both? <laughs> An, An inspiration The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.